Here we are on the CEO Parenting Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. I am with a great friend of mine, BJ Ellis. Now, the hardest part about doing these is I know BJ extremely well, and I know a lot of the answers that I'm going to ask, but I have to give, he has to give context for who he is and things like that. So I'm going to ask, ask questions to, to him about things I already know about, but we intentionally didn't ask each other questions when he walked in the door just simply because we wanted to have a, uh, have a good experience with each other and also for you guys. So BJ Ellis, a great friend of mine, and we'll find out here in just a minute, we have very, very similar backgrounds. Like probably extremely, yep. extremely I mean, down to our wives. Yep. Extremely similar backgrounds um, that I'm gonna get him to explain, which I think gives us something very, very easily, easily to relate to. Um, BJ, I'm going to let you give, give me this a 90 second version of you, BJ. Yeah. So first let's start with, you know, the questions and the answers right now. And I don't know either. You don't know either. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 you, that's you're really screwed. Thing right there. <laughs> yeah. So BJ Ellis, I was a college basketball coach for 10, 11 years. Uh, played college Similarity number one. Yep. Played college basketball. Um, got out of that, wanted to be there for my kids. I realized I was raising other people's kids yep. and not my own. Um, so I got out, went to uh, a recruiting company for a year, went to a media entity for a couple years, and now I'm at an advertising agency. Uh, three daughters, wife is the best thing about me by far, similar to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, that's the, I was not to get down any paths right now, but I was talking to a young guy and I, and I said, man, the, the most important decision outside of your faith is going to be who Absolutely. you decide to spend the rest of your life with. Cause yeah. you can either swim downstream or swim upstream mm-hmm. and That's we're, true. me and you are swimming downstream. That's right. We are. <laughs> no. Um, so BJ is the president of Telegraph. Telegraph is a agency here in Birmingham who does wonderful work. He is uh, part owner of that agency with Cliff Sims. Uh, Cliff is a great friend of BJ's. Known you, how long have you known Cliff? Ooh. 20 years? Yeah, at least. Basket, y'all go back to basketball days, right? Yeah, we knew each other in high school, and then we were roommates in junior college together, won a state champ. I should have brought my rings. You should have brought your rings. Yeah, exactly. Tell us, what, tell us about Telegraph, because I, I think that what you guys have done, because I knew you on the back end of the Yellowhammer days. Yep, yep. So the short, and I'm going to help me recap this. The short version is Cliff owned Yellowhammer. Right. And brought you he he got when Trump got elected, he went to work for Donald Trump yep. at the White House and was at the White House for almost 2 years, right? Correct. But when he went to go to work for uh, President Trump, you took over and helped run a Yellowhammer. I did. Yeah. And when you did that, I I'm foggy on the exit exit of that. So so yep. when Cliff got done with working at the White House, how did how did the transition go? I yeah, forget. So uh, I was at, with Cliff for about six months at Yellowhammer. Right. Come here and do this. <laughs> six months. This will be great. Then, <laughs> Working with my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my guy are That's together. Right. We're going to be able to play video That's games right. every night. This is great. Uh, and then he bounces. Uh, I became CEO. So I did that for about two and a half years. Okay, I remember that. Um, he got out of the, the White House, wrote a book, New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Um, had offers to go everywhere, decided he wanted to raise his family in Birmingham. So came back here. I happened to know the guy that started Telegraph, um, and it worked out where I could come in as a partner there. Right. I knew the growth potential that we could have and what we could build together. Um, And then the other partners were very attractive uh, with their skill sets and and experience in the industry. 
Uh, and I think it was about probably 12 people at the time that we joined. Um, Man. And we're close to 40, a little bit over 40 right now. So 12 people to 40 people. When would yeah. – so that was 17, 18. You're looking at probably, what, 19, 2019? Yeah, we, we, we took over. Cliff became uh, CEO in January of 20. Okay, right wonderful time. Was great. Yeah. Wonderful time to yeah, take over as owner. Um, so he took over in 20, and y'all were at 12 people then? Yeah, I think we were probably about like 17 then. Okay, so you went from 17, and you just told me a minute ago you were at 40 employees. Yeah, yeah it's been a, a great ride. So at present, tell me, not day-to-day, but like, because every time I see BJ, he's wearing what he has on. Nike clothes, Jordan's extremely yeah. comfortable. Yeah, only so, Nike, uh, only Jordan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as president... What does that entail for you? Because like that's that's a title, but like sure, like what do you do? Yeah, let's first of all, telegraph, telegraph create a full service marketing agency. Okay. So that everybody knows what we do. We create content, strategy, any kind of tech yeah. builds. Um, so full gamut. So so y'all went from eighty clients when y'all took over. Yeah. What are you at right now? Probably about forty. Um, and then why know, why? Okay, so how did you? So, so unpack that really quickly. Like, sure. so you go from eighty to forty. Everybody's like, yeah. "Well, you cut forty o'clock." No, like, yeah. you made a shift in the model. Inter- how, how did you do that financially? Interesting principle, um, and it was very hard. It was harder for me than anybody else there because you ask, "What do I do as president?" Well, my first responsibility is business development. So, uh, bringing new relationships to the table. Right. But in growing the business, it forced us to say no to money, <laughs> which is a biz dev or sales guy or whatever. I want it all. Yeah. If, if this person's trying to spend X, I want it. And but as sales though, here's what I have to do too. I have to say no too, because as I have to also know what my team, number two things, what my team can handle. Sure. Okay. So if it's something my team can't handle, we can't do it. Right. Number two, and here's the hard part. And this is what you probably had to deal with. Number two is, is it worth it? Yeah. No doubt. You do because a lot like, of work for nothing. I turned down a ton of stuff this time of year or even around Christmas because we're, we're full. Sure. And I can't, me sending a team to do something for table and time for 60 bucks a person is not worth it. Right. Because I've got something else that's 140 bucks a person. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound bougie at all, but I also sit there and I go, it's a business and I don't, I, I can't, I can't do this when I, when I know I can do this. Yeah, for sure. It, it, if you have the discipline to say no, that's right. Then you can grow. Yeah. And uh, again, that's harder for me than anybody else because I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> but to be able to build a sustainable business, and you hit on something, you know, there's seasons where it's very stressful in any sure. business. But like, if you just keep taking things, and your team lives in a stressed out state, you know, we wanted to create something that people enjoy coming to work Amen. every day. And yeah. if we're taking everything that comes, that it's going to bandwidth issues. All they're right. going to be working all uh, hours of the day and not have a great work-life balance. Um, so, it you know, part of the reason for the growth was definitely being able to say no mm. to engagements. And I think that at 80 clients, we were probably saying yes to everything. Sure. At 40, there's got to be a reason why we say yes. Either the type of work that it is, how creative is it? Is it yeah. pushing the envelope? Is the margins in it? Is there future potential for relationship over time? Because that's what we really want. We want to be partners over time. You know, and I have a someone that I work with that does not want to do the one-offs. Yeah. 
she does marketing and stuff like that. She's, she's one person. Um, doesn't have 40, you know, employees. She hates the one-off stuff sure. because it's just like you spend tons and tons of time doing this and all of a sudden they're gone and you don't yeah. like to said relationships. For sure. Um, what's the next step? What do you see that like the next six to 18 months for Telegraph as far as like, like this kind of out of the box or it's a little bit different that you'd like to see? Yeah, certainly don't have a crystal ball. Um, I think, you know, the economy is going to play a factor in all of our businesses. Yeah. Hopefully... It, it, it'll be fine. Um, but I think that we're going to grow a lot. Yeah. Uh, we could be sitting here in two years and you tell me that we've doubled and I'd probably not be shocked. Not be shocked by it. We've, the pipeline is great. We've got relationships in yeah. place. Um, and really, you know, uh, I'm going to, the one thing I want people to say about me is like he is who he is. I'm mm-hmm. wear sweatpants and I'm, th- those suit days are over for right <laughs> Few now. Few and far between. Um, but a lot of people in this space are not very good at what they do. Um, How so? What, do, what does that mean though? Like, I think that in life, even going back to college basketball, uh, short term favors people that just talk a good game. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of over-promising and under-delivering. I think that that has left space for us to be able to grow. And, you know, <laughs> we I had no idea we were gonna get down this road, but I kinda sure. like where we're at. About the third new business meeting we were in at Telegraph, heard the same story, but we left this person because da-da-da-da-da. And I just, I hit the table and I said, man, agencies suck. Yeah. And a couple of our partners who are unbelievable both have 20 years. And it's not true that all agencies suck. But no. the ones that they left did. Yeah. And um, you're okay. So let me ask this you're in meetings with people that are on your staff now, and, and they're saying, and left, with new clients. And they left this agency because of X so or I'm Y. Our team pitching business. And they're with people that you're trying to pitch business and to. And they're saying, we left this company because this, this, this. Then yeah. the next meeting we have, we left this company because this, this, this. And then this says, the past people that we worked with, they didn't communicate well. They didn't think about us. They didn't feel like partners. Yeah. And this is what we're looking for. And I said, well, we got to do things differently. Yeah. And, and that's part of our core values is like, we're going to be customer obsessed with yeah. what we do. And that doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. Sure. But... We're gonna we're gonna treat you like you deserve to be treated if you trust us with our, with your money. Yeah. And we're gonna communicate the curveballs and hiccups in the road as they come. Right. So um, I think that that's probably a different approach than a lot of people take in this industry, and 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 that's great. And I believe that that's why we've been able to grow. Part of the reason. I think agencies. I think agency work though, from everything I've seen, is like I think what you guys used to be. It's high volume hire any random you know jane or john yeah. to come do seo or come do websites whatever you guys can't do that like i've seen some of the work you guys done with and i know some of your clients sure um hiring great people is expensive it is which also forces you to say no because yeah <laughs> if i'm getting paid x for this and these people this are not getting even paid this person. to work on yeah. this then, doesn't even pay them right um okay let's talk about that for a second Let's talk about as a salesperson, how do you go to a client, because this is super real right now, and it's gonna get even more real, especially as we 
you know, the economy has no idea what we're going to do. How do you go to a client? Cause this is real life advice. How do you go to a client and say, Hey, Susie, Hey, John, we're going up on our retainer X number of percent. Yeah. Do you have, have you had to do that? I have not personally done oh. <laughs> but the guy that handles our accounts has. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you're the bridge there between between the account guy and, that, yeah, and your well, client. So one, two of our partners, uh, one of them, our chief creative officer, he's worked on Nintendo, Lego, Little Debbie, I mean, the who's who. Yeah. And then the, our guy that runs the accounts, and it's, I say all the time, it's demeaning to call him an accounts guy because he's so much more than sure. that. But like that's his primary responsibility, the account relationships. And he's worked on, you know, he's run Regions Bank, uh, Little Debbie, Express Oil Change, wow. Yellowwood now. Um, so he has had to have some of those conversations. And for us to be able to give the people that trusted us with their money, you're going to hear me say that a lot if we keep going down this road. The people that trusted us with their money, which we all know money is not easy to make. No. So you're trusting me with this. For us to give you this level of service that you're expecting, this is what it costs. Yeah. And it's a pure numbers game. And it really, really is. You know, I think that um, one example of the way that we do things, we had an engagement. Uh, the first sprint was like making up numbers, or maybe it's actually $80,000 for the first sprint. Yeah. And we get through the first sprint, the invoice goes out for 37000 Oh. And it came across my desk. And I'm like, <laughs> well, 80 and 37 is a little different. And the guy that runs our account said, this is what we put into it. And at the end of the third sprint, these people were able to take that $40,000 and do something that had never been done in the state of Alabama before. Wow. And I think that- So you, hold on, you quoted them 80, but it only cost 37. It cost us 37. And so we just charged them 37. We just charged them what it cost us. It's a numbers game. Wow. It comes down to the numbers. Yeah. Um, and we, we need a certain margin to be able to do business, but we're not trying to kill people and get rich quick because the way that you build a business, in my opinion, the little bit that I know, is you have relationships that last over time yep. and you help them win because when they win, you will then win. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other, I talked, said two things that's important, being able to say no to money, having relationships that last over time. And, and that's being, being able to not lose those relationships yeah. is paramount because it takes so much time to understand somebody's business. It takes time to figure out what works. It takes time to put the strategy together and then you lose them <laughs> and now we got to go find another one and we got to do all that work Over to get again. to the same point in this industry diff industries are different but in this particular industry you can't lose clients and and that's probably one of the reasons why we've been able to grow is we've been able to retain people most of our clients okay in 15 seconds what is oh, more boy. important with retaining clients what Okay. Time or money? Go. Hold on, I gotta understand. What is more important in retaining clients? Time? Like time you spend with them. Or money? The money that they spend with you. No, the money you spend on them. 
Uh, I certainly think that it's the time that you're spending with them. I, I think spending money is important. Sure. Um, for sure, but. Because let's don't get it twisted. It ain't about just having coffee with somebody. Sure. It's about, but also too, deep relationships are made over time, over extended period of time. But what it comes along with extended period of time is money. Sure. But you, so you're saying, but you feel like the time is. I'm trying to make sure I understand. Yeah. When you say money, that's the money that you spend on them, like gifts. Or, yes. No, I, I, I think that that's certainly an important part of any relationship. I. I look at a client the same as my wife. What's more important to my wife? Do I spend time with her or do I buy her a nice bracelet? Yeah. She'd rather have the time. Sure. Um, I think the most important thing is the product that we put out. Yeah. But if I had to choose between time and money, it's the time. It's the time. Because I'm with our, I don't even like to use the word clients, it's our partners. I'm going on vacations with them. We're going to games. Yeah. And a lot of the time we don't even talk about business. Sure. A lot of the time. We talk about business in general, but not their business with us. Like, what ad is going out next? Where do you want to take your business? We have those conversations, but not in the weeds of the business. We did this. This ad did this much. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I get it. Okay, so one of the things that we talked about earlier is you transitioned out of basketball. So you, much like I did, you played college basketball. I played college football. You did the coaching thing for 10 years. I did the coaching thing for 10 years. We both have the exact same story of, I think kid number two came along. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kid, that was me from, it was for me, it was kid number two. Came along, three. Um, number three came along for you and you got out and you said it was a, it was a, it was a, a time family thing. Um, how did that, tell me, tell me that transition, how that worked, like conversations with Courtney. Cause Courtney played college volleyball too. She did. Just like my wife. She did. So tell me about how those conversations Which went. was why I was able to be successful sure. in those 10 years because mm. she, she got it. Yeah. She wasn't fighting me. I was swimming downstream. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, when I look back, and I probably wouldn't have had this answer three years ago for you. Yeah. I don't know if it was the industry or if it was my lack of discipline with where I was at in life. And it's not that I wasn't disciplined compared to some, but I didn't know, I didn't understand the importance of blocking my mornings for routines. I didn't understand the importance of having a 45 minute conversation not last an hour and a half. I didn't understand, I'm just full go and I couldn't control it. I told somebody I was like a crackhead to recruiting. Sure. I was going to get the best players that we could get. Didn't matter where they were. And it. When you watch the team play, you go, man, how did these guys get here? Well, it took a lot of hard work and some scheming to make that happen. But I think I could have did it in a different way if I knew now, knew then what I know now. But the bad thing about that industry is there's no off hours. Zero. Some, and here's the thing. Basketball is worse than football. Kids on campus all year. That's one for sure. Basketball is worse than football. Now, look. I don't know if you follow the, the landscape of college sports these days, but it is to- – I got out the perfect time. We got out the perfect time yeah. because it's totally changed. Not even talking about NIL, but just all the things that go on. Okay, so here's my next question because I get asked this I, – I, I can attribute a lot of my um, success to this. What did you learn – what skill set did you learn coaching college basketball that is applicable every day in what you do with Telegraph? This could be an hour conversation itself. Yeah, uh, there's, there's so many, but um... – 
I think working hard is one thing because if you're not, somebody else is. And this came before college basketball, really, to me be becoming a college basketball player. Mm-hmm. I used to be – I try and get my 12-year-old and my 10-year-old to understand this. If you're not working – Somebody else is. Sure. If you have a day that you don't get better, somebody else did. And I would think about some kid somewhere shooting in French Lick, Indiana. Yeah. While I'm hanging out with my friends, I got to go get these shots up. Right. And I did it over and over and over, and I got to become a college basketball. But the skill set in college basketball, and I was, it's funny to say, blessed with the schools that I coached at because it was difficult at times. Sure. Um, but I think it's just basic problem solving. Okay. And I can remember when I was Division One assistant in Mississippi Valley, I'm in the gym in July watching AAU, and I'm also booking hotel rooms because our, our uh, schedule got finalized. Yeah. And that's problem solving. Sure. Because I knew I had dinner afterwards with the AAU coach and then whatever comes after that. So – I just figured out how to problem solve on things, and I think that that's applicable. Um, you know, recruiting is a hunt, and that's the same as sales. Sales. I, I, which I couldn't imagine recruiting 86 or 90, however many football players, because the most we ever had was 15. 15, yeah. Um, but, but I think that, that the, the ability to pro- solve problems, figure things out, adapt quick, this is my third industry in five years. Um, but I also know that I don't have to know everything. And I'm pretty confident in that. I'm not the one that creates the funnel. I'm yeah. not the one that builds the website. I'm not the one that makes the logo. I know those guys, you know though. those guys. Though. I know them. Um, yeah. So working hard, problem solving. Um, I, I think the ability to communicate That's and, what I was and be, be genuine with people. Um, I tell people this all the time that where else in the world are you going to have to, because in football you have to do this, where else in the world are you going to have to, all in the same day, you're going to have to sell on the phone recruiting. You're going to have to solve a problem because in most levels of college football, the panic button is not hit every day. But their panic button is like really, really close all the time. Very close. Okay. Like you said, watching a kid booking a hotel. Because at all the lower levels, you've got to do that. Uh, And the last thing is, where else in the same day are you going to have to prepare and speak in public? Sure. Every day. Sure. So I'm solving a problem, I'm selling, and I'm public speaking every day. Because I had to give a meeting every day for 20 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Now, that's not just me standing up in front. That's me standing up in front talking about logistics, but then also having a script that I'm going through the film. Sure. So we have a desire, and I know you do too. We have a desire for our kids to play in college. Not like manic, crazy soccer mom or soccer dad or base, you know, travel baseball dad. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we'd have that, a pure desire for that because I know – what those things did for me. No question. No question. So talking about parenting. And so you have a high level job, make good money, always work a lot because, but, but you like what you do. Sure. Um, three kids. I do. Talk and you're going a lot with them. Yes. You got three soccer players. T- 
talk about like how what's the key to making sure your soccer game soccer practice and but still being super engaged with the client that pays you five hundred thousand dollars a year yeah i think um one have i mentioned that my wife is amazing you have i have, I have mentioned that yeah she uh she was out of town a couple weekends ago and and i looked at my nine-year-old and i said if you can't find your uniform you're not playing <laughs> yeah you want to play hide and go seek with the neighbors go play hide and go seek with your uniform it's yeah somewhere it's somewhere yeah <laughs> go find it yeah um so courtney makes she makes sure that the uniforms are laid out and the games are on the calendar so that's really good for me because it would be a train wreck if i was in charge of all that but let me let me stop you for a second what these all, all these people need to know too is courtney's got a full-time job as well yes and mom and yeah so she's a full-time job absolutely does well financially yeah. does, has to be in front of people all the time yeah but she also does all the other stuff so okay so so how do you how does that give me the flow of how that yeah works. i think um it was pretty easy with two sure now that the third one's playing it's more complicated um we, I do a, I feel like a really good job of building relationships with teammates and their parents. So, for instance, Saturday, Courtney was at the beach with a friend. Okay. Girls weekend, hang out. Right. Got to have And them. we had three games at the same time. Locally? Locally. Okay. Thank God. And I hit one of my boys and I said, hey, do you mind if I drop Harper off on the way to Carly's game? Because then I have to go to Peyton's game. Yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. So it's just the group effort with and we'll do that for other people. Absolutely. Constantly. And my kids love when other kids come. So it makes the ride better. So yeah. I think um, looking at it is what resources are out there other than just me and Courtney is, is very important. Um, but the I think. It can be a lot what these kids are going through. I don't like youth sports. I hate it. Okay. I why, hate it. why is that? Your kids because are like the, super involved in it. So the, the pressure that comes along with it, giving up your weekends, all this effort and energy and resources that go into making it happen that we're talking about right now. But it's a necessary evil these days because kids are getting so specialized. Unless you're a freak athlete, I believe. Courtney started playing in seventh grade. But she could also touch the rim. Right. So, so let's talk about that for a second. So, like, your kids play soccer. They do. Do they play anything else? Uh, Carly plays basketball. Peyton played volleyball last year. Uh, and Harper is – she hasn't played anything else. Yeah. Yet. Okay, but, but do you think – because I remember – so we'll go back to this. The best kids I recruited in college football. Sure. Was the kid – so we had one kid that was a freak athlete, played the Cowboys – he was in, he was nasty it's yeah. crazy but he was an all-state basketball player yeah he ran track and he played football of course so i had a hard time getting in touch with the kid when he was when i was going to visit him of course another kid who was a five nine kid that didn't run fast but could operate as a quarterback was an all-state basketball player was no all county basketball player all-state baseball player and all-state golfer and all-state football sure player. so i say all that to say the two best kids i ever recruited in college they played multiple things are we losing that as a society? I think you are. Dang, I, I hate think you that, are. BJ. And, and, you know, I hear even locally here, somebody say, you're going to have to choose between soccer and volleyball. And I thought, well, if she's as good as her mom at volleyball, that's going to be a shame. Why do we have to choose? But how do you know? How do you know? Like, you can't know 
until later on. Sure. But you, like I didn't start growing until the 10th grade. No question. I think that is there's a couple things to address with this. One is the specialization of the sport right now because if you play basketball over the winter during the soccer break, December and January, and the other girls play futsal, in two months, they have grown and it puts you behind. They're 10 now, so there's, there's room. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. But when you get to high school, some of these seasons run alongside and the coaches don't want you to play. And I think that that's where the problem is. I agree Because I want my kids to play anything that they're good enough to play. Yeah. So, uh, but I do think that we're losing it. I think research shows overwhelmingly that multiple sports is the best thing. Well, I mean, and I don't want to say back when I was a kid, but I mean, you look at, there was a stat the other day on all these quarterbacks yeah. that played, I mean, from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers to, um, what's the guy that plays the Bills? Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. He's, he's my fantasy If I'm on your fantasy team. <laughs> these, all these guys play two and three and a couple of them even four sports. Yeah. I just don't want there to be a travel league that T-Man or Jonna or Georgia has to, I don't want them to miss anything, but I also want them to love playing. Because I remember sitting on the sidelines in college, my second year of college, and looking at this kid that was a year older than I was and talking about how, about how bad he hated the game. Well, this, this is interesting. And I struggle with this, and um, I don't feel like I'm more qualified to be sitting here talking to you than anybody mm -hmm. else. I, I, I second guess a lot of things, and um, I, I, there's guys that are doing I feel like better than I'm doing at times with certain areas. But my wife said to my 12-year-old probably a year ago, and she said, um, the moment that you don't love this anymore, we don't have to do it. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's, let's think about that just for a second. I'm not saying that's not true, I just wanna think about yeah. it. And one of the things that I would look at myself and, and say that um, I'm very proud of is a lot of the times I see both sides of an issue. People are arguing about X. I may believe one way, but I understand why you think that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the issue and I'm seeing both sides. Why does somebody believe this? Why do I believe this? Right. And with, with, when Courtney said that to Peyton, it's not always fun. No. <laughs> it's not always like, fun. I, I love my job. I've done two things today that have sucked. I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but she's done three things today that have been awful. No, I not get today, it. but it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not all candy rainbows. I, I think it's incredibly important, though, because I love what you said. I think it's incredibly important that we sit there and go, not everything that we do is sunshine and rainbows because it is not you are not going to wake up every morning and go i am so fired up to go work to 6 a.m workouts i don't care who you are no i agree with you no matter what job you have no matter who you're married to there are parts that are not going to be great and we have to communicate that to our kids because here's the thing it's so much out there the whole you do you the whole do what you love the whole th what courtney said is hey the moment you don't like no Life is not easy, and if we 
stop and jump ship every time it gets hard or quit a job or, oh, I need to change careers. Oh, the Holy Spirit's late. No, the Holy Spirit is not leading you to a different thing. The Holy Spirit is get, making you tougher and he is trying to get you to understand that life, things are hard. And if the more hard stuff that we do, the better off we're going to be on the back end. No, one, one million percent. Yeah. And, and I, I know what Courtney was meaning. I just wanted to yeah. talk Peyton through like you said, when you're 15 or 16 and everybody else has gone to a birthday party, in the next morning, you have to get up at 6 o'clock and go do training. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. You, you it makes may, you uncomfortable. You may throw up. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then you have to do it the next day and the next day and the next day. That's not fun. No. I don't love this. But I have a goal that I'm trying to get to. And... This is what I'm going to do to get myself there. And it's delayed gratification, just like anything else good in life. But right. it, it, it can't be, you know, it's it, it. And I struggle with this because when does it become a job? In college, it's certainly a job. Sure. You're getting paid to go there, whether it's NLI, scholarship, whatever. Yeah. You, we're putting the product out on the court or the field, and you're part of that. So yeah, this go. is a job. Yeah. Love it, hate it, whatever. We got a game to win Saturday. Right. High school, probably not like that. But at the same time, the coach gets fired if they lose games. So it's a job for him. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so when does it become, okay, this ain't fun. We're not out here kicking the ball around with our friends. We're really trying to accomplish something. And one little nugget that I think is really important to say before we move on one thing that I think we have done a really, really good job of. Meaning you and Courtney. Me and Courtney. Yeah. And I think it comes naturally, uh, but we have also been intentional with it, but it hasn't been as, as tough. We include the girls' friends. Yeah. When we're at a tournament, we're going to dinners. When we're at a tournament, we're having them at the pool and they're having fun. We're making sure. videos. We're doing these things because I think that – camaraderie and sense of team off the court makes the hard things bearable and at times enjoyable because you're doing it with people that you care about. And we're very intentional. We don't eat alone when we're on the road. Yeah. We're having some, some teammate or the whole team together to eat. And I think that that's been an important part of hopefully stopping the burnout or if they decide to do something else, they, it's totally their decision. Sure. I think, I think there's two things. I think the key to that is, is, number one, is the reason why I think that's a great idea is you are bringing people into your fold. Sure. As opposed to your kids going into someone else's fold. And that's why we have a home with a pool. Same. It sounds silly. Same. The best investment you can make one, one, a and, one A and one B is a pool, but also being able to facilitate people being at your home because yeah. you dictate what they're watching, what they're monitoring, what they're drinking, what they're eating, all those things. And doing that on the road is, is absolutely critical um, because we, have, we experience it with, with travel volleyball. Sure. Because who your kids are around and what they see, they are like sponges like Georgia will say stuff that she heard four weeks ago that no one ever thought she heard mm -hmm. I don't want them to be around someone that uses 
poor language, not by cussing, but like speaks poorly sure. and then pick that up. Um, the other thing that I was going to say about the journey is I heard Huberman say this the other day, and I think you'll like this. You may have heard it before. So we are a dopamine driven society and from our phone dinging to watching something on a screen or whatever. Sure. But he made a, he said the research shows that when people collapse and you see people that crash and burn, he said it's because they're not they're living for the destination mm-hmm. as opposed to living along the journey. And when they get to the end of the dest- to the destination, they crash and burn because they don't have something else to look forward to. Yeah. And so like the dopamine hits are the small wins along the way. And so I think that's really important that like me and Tegan and Georgia and Jana, we communicate those dopamine hits along the way as opposed to you got to win every game. Sure. You, you, there's, the, the crescendo is development, not the final thing. 1,000%. I, I, was, I was at uh, – had dinner – last night with uh, a client and a potential client and one of our account executives and they left they had something else they had to get into and I stayed after and I was talking to the account executive for a little bit and I said you know you remind me a lot of myself when I was your age she's 24 yeah really good at what she does extremely ambitious yeah and I told her the story when I got promoted from GA to top assistant oh yeah and one year in, I sat my boss down at 24, 25, and said, I want to be associate head coach. And I said, the guy at Valdosta just got named associate head coach. I feel like we have better players than they have, so I want to be associate head coach. And he said, you're not ready for that. And I was furious. And really what it did was it, it hurt our relationship <laughs> in a way that uh, manifested over time and it was not good because yeah. I was so ambitious because I just wanted to get to the destination and it's really the journey it sounds the, so cliche in the, but it's, it's so true it's so true in the process of becoming the best version of yourself that will actually get you there and I you know Jeremy McLean was the AD at Delta State when mm-hmm. I was there and he's now the AD at Southern Miss unbelievable high high level guy inner circle um, and four, five nights a week in Cleveland, Mississippi, me and Courtney would go to his house and have dinner and drink a Coors on the back porch. Right. And to think about the freedom that I had to be able to, when I was in town, sure. a lot of the time I was recruiting, um, but when I was in town, we could sit on the porch and talk. Yeah. I, I can't tell you, I got a nice porch. I can't tell you the last time I was able to just sit out there and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it the way that I should have. Sure. If I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Because that was a season of life that's never going to be the same no, for me. No, uh uh-uh. And maybe when I'm in my 70s, I can sit on the porch. And, but but it, I was so worried about getting to the next spot. And part of that is what I feel like made me pretty good at things. But that cuts mm. both ways because I missed a lot of the journey just worried about destination a destination b destination what do you think c. you missed what do you like what do you think you missed spiritually i was suffering okay for sure that's good uh health health i was a little chubby back then a little chubby a little, a little out husky. of shape yeah i was putting husky. extra 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 pound or two that's right. which by the way <laughs> you gave me some advice 
Maybe the first time I I have had no idea what you, you're fixing to say. That changed my entire life. Okay. What was it? I walked in and I said, "How do I get my body to look like yours?" Do you remember what you said? <laughs> I don't I think I do, but I'm Three things. Say it. Okay, go ahead. What were they? Three things. Okay. Move 6 days a week. Okay. Yep. Two. Eat real eat food. Real food. Three, drink a bunch of water. That's it. And I said, that's it? That's it? And I've been doing that for a couple years, and boy, you were right. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's something exponential about yeah. that sixth day, um, and, and then eating. And it's, you didn't say eat 2,000 calories a day, mm-hmm. or you didn't say eat 200 grams of protein. I've learned some other tricks along the way, but yeah, that right there will, has forever changed my life and That's um awesome. i mean i have abs right you now do. because of you and you didn't used to <laughs> um it is not complicated it's just not easy it ain't easy um every time that alarm goes off it's a war it is a yeah and but here's the problem that people have with that is it is a layered compounding thing it's can't even explain it so like we went for probably six or seven months and didn't see each other we talked to text a couple of times we didn't see each other and then i you showed up for lunch one day and you lost i don't know if you lost a lot of weight i just know you looked leaner yeah for sure and i looked at you I was like dude what have you been doing three things yeah <laughs> what have you been doing well you set out a goal tell them about your goal on the, the the 5k goal yeah yeah so each year i do something sure physical uh for a goal and i'm not a good runner ne- never basketball guys to hate it. no i hate it i do suicides all day running yeah. for miles i think 3.2 miles last year was the most that i've ever done wow um and i was doing that every saturday and i said in 2022, I want to run a 5K in under 22 minutes. Okay. How old are you? 41. 41 years old. Under how long? 22 minutes. 5K under 22 minutes. That was a goal. Yeah. So this goes to show you that you do not have to set out to run four marathons in a year. You want to run a 5K under a certain amount of 22 time. 22 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Seven, 703 pace probably okay. to get it done. How long before you said that till you did it? I set it in January. That was my okay. goal, January 1, and I did it in September. So nine months. Yep. But here's the thing. In that nine months, you looked completely, not completely different, but really different from, the first, from when I saw you last. Yeah. How, did you lose any physical weight? Not a ton, but it changes the way your body cha- looks. You look different. So certainly always going to do Iron Tribe. It's my jam. Okay. Communicate to people that aren't in Birmingham. Iron Tribe is a smarter version of CrossFit. I don't know the legalities of yeah, what it, it is, is, but that's a, what it reminds me of. It, it's it a high a, intensity interval type training, and it's a smart man's version of CrossFit. Yes. Trying to get keep from getting injured. And that's that's my thing in the gym. My number one goal. To leave I don't want to get hurt. Leave healthy. I didn't say PR my clean and jerk. No. I want to be able to work out the next day. My number two goal is to make Courtney want to see me with my shirt off. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, we're in this There's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, no like, doubt. People think that, like, that's, there's, that's, there's vanity. There is nothing wrong with wanting to look better naked. There's uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And people don't want to say that, and the funny people do say that, like people like me and you. But, like, 
Because here's what goes along with it. At some point, we all transition in a competitive thought process. And I looked at Jack the other day and I said, we all compete for something. At some point, there's a transition to where we have to compete from looking better naked or a PR to my goal now is to live as long as I possibly can. For sure. And I tell people this all the time. I want to teach my grandkids how to throw a football. Yeah. I want to, you want to teach your grandkids how to shoot a basketball. And that, it, it's a slow transition, but man, that should be part of our goal is to how healthy can we be and live as long and as fruitful as we possibly can. No question. And that, that was my third. Yeah. So two, look look good naked. Mm-hmm. Three, be healthy. So do Iron Tribe three days a week. Okay. I run intervals on Wednesday. And then I run distance on Saturday. Distance being 6.2 for my That's training. It's only five days. Iron Tribe 3. Oh, yoga on Thursday. Do yoga on Thursday. Yoga. Yoga. When did we pick this up? Probably about six months ago, and it's very hard. Very, very hard. Where do hard. you do that at? The John Hand Club with a couple buddies. Really? On the balcony when the weather's nice. nice. It's not a, not a bad situation. What made you do that? So there's a guy there that's a member. He's a lawyer. Um... He is insanely goal-oriented. Okay. One day I was in there doing burpees in quarantine. He said, what are you doing? I said, I do 100 burpees for a time. He said, what's your time? I said, I try and keep it under eight minutes. And he said, I'm going to do that. So he tried it, and he got 40 in eight minutes. Dying. Dying. Six months later, he put together a program, and he got 108 minutes. Wow. Almost died after that. It was was a tough one. Sure. So he was telling me how much better yoga made him feel. And I'm like, oh, I got to do it. No, that's not. Um, I want to be flexible and be able to move. And mentally, it's, it's intense because you got to hold a position and focus on your breath. And you're really in the moment with it. So I've enjoyed that. Um, but that's awesome. It, it's totally changed my body. The day that I got the PR, so I, going into the year, the fastest I had ever done it was 24-14. Wow. I got 21.43. So, okay, ten, over 10%. Yes. Wow. And um, I had run 300 miles this year, trying to get to it. Three on Wednesdays, six on Saturdays. Um, okay. And close to 50 miles a week, something like that. Talk, 50 miles a month. Talk to me about food. Did you transit, did, when you set this goal in January, did you do anything with food differently? No, I mean, I, I, had, I had it pretty dialed in. Um, higher protein i've been on a lot of protein uh not my body weight in grams but mm, yeah you know probably 120 130 140 a day okay um and i think that that's a hack that everybody needs to know uh i don't limit carbs i probably limit bad carbs sure. at times but totally um i think carbs are very important to the way that extremely, your body works it's extremely important to the way you think too people don't understand that you've got to have those to think clearly yeah i was on keto uh when i first got here mm-hmm. and i was dying in workouts yeah and we, that's a whole nother conversation. my point guard left moorhead transferred to alabama starting point guard at alabama he called me to check on me i so out of breath i couldn't talk he's like what are you doing i said i just got murdered in a workout and he's like, what, did you go hard? And I was like, I don't even, it wasn't that hard of a workout. Wow. And he said, you should talk to the nutritionist. So I talked to the nutritionist and she said, you're doing keto and CrossFit? Like, mm. 
those two things don't go together. Yeah. So, but higher protein, real hack in my opinion. A lot of water. A lot of water. Um, and then that's nothing crazy. Flat stretching. Been the yoga thing's huge. Huge. Hard too. Yeah. It ain't easy. No. I mean, there's there's times when it's worse than that third mile repeat that I'm doing. Um, transitioning. What yeah. do you and Courtney? Because I love your wife. She's wonderful. She's great. What do you guys do? with a lot of intentionality to make sure that you're keeping y'all's relationship at the forefront so that the kids are not taking their taking front and center and the job either job is not taking front and center is there anything you do intentionally yeah mommy daddy time for sure sure um do so you tell do you okay so that's super personal do you call it that with your kids no my kids no no i'm not talking about sex hey i mean <laughs> but do you say do you say to your kids mommy daddy time what do you how do y'all no i mean they know we go on dates and, sure and away for the weekends at okay, times good, or yeah. whatever but like we wait till they go to bed yeah on it's every, every sunday night it's perfect one, one of my buddies said you got four masters or four majors in a year like you know your birthday valentine's yeah. day christmas whatever i got one every sunday that's man. right <laughs> hey so 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 this is really personal so we back probably five or six years ago we weren't struggling any in any way, but we had reached a point. Dude, we scheduled sex twice a week. Yeah, it's. I mean, you schedule everything. You schedule you do, the dog's do. vet appointment. Yeah. So we did that twice a week, and we and we don't do it now, but we have sex now. But we so don't you schedule. You should go back yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. But but it was huge. Yeah. Because it was like here's the hard part about sex and marriage is the expectations. Sure. And it, for a while there, because we were super young, I want to say we weren't been married too long, and it, what it did is it made us uh, appreciate that, and sometimes it was like, oh, God, but then we just, we went and did it anyway, but it was awesome. Yeah. It was a wonderful time. So, so I would say, so, so obviously that, those, that type thing, what, anything else, I talked about date nights, you talked about weekends, do y'all say, okay, we're going to do this this many times, because you turn around twice, and you haven't dated in six months. Yeah, no, I think that, there's areas where I think that we're doing really well, and then yeah. there's areas I think we should be better at. Cliff does a great job of this. Every other Thursday, him and his wife try a different restaurant in Birmingham. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. He's, he puts up where they go. It's pretty interesting. But we're not on a schedule like that, and I, I think that their seasons um, need to be more intentional for sure. Yeah. Uh, but – Sometimes it's, I, I believe, I don't know if she would agree with this, but it's the small things, calling sure. and checking on her during the day. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've just moved into a new house, right. so that's been a transition. So we need to, we need to get better at that, um, but just being intentional with the small things and then making sure that we have time that's just for me and her is and the kids know that really important yeah. yeah okay i'm gonna challenge you with something talk to me so 21 and 21 and i have we haven't done it near like this in 22 um not awful but just not near as good in 21 jack and i the 21 day nice right? no what? 40 okay that's right that's right 40 dates okay figure out a number and y'all set a number and do like Cliff and them do and go to somewhere different. It doesn't have, like sometimes we went and it was a $40 meal. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes it was 250 bucks. I yeah. mean, so like it varies. Sure. But figure, get a number and sit down and go, hey, what it Well, see, the, I think I'm in on that. I'll figure out what the number is. Um, but a lot of our jobs, we're hosting and dinners. Yeah. And so we're spending time 
it's just not time with each other. And I think that this is going to be a hot take. Maybe you disagree with me and we yeah. can talk through it. I don't know that you have to have dinner with just your spouse to be able to grow closer. Because if we had dinner with you guys and had a great time, that's also growing as a couple. I, again, time together is certainly important. Don't mistake that. Right. But, but I don't think that that's just the only way. No, be- I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because on those 40 dates, we went out with a handful of people on those. Right. Um, but this sounds so bad. But I almost think it needs to be in situations where you're not with your kids. Sure. No, no, no. I, I agree with that. So if you have 40 dates or 30 dates, I do think that some of them need to be alone. But I don't think that they have to all be alone in order for them to be productive. I do think, though, that you should and I hate to be a counter, but I do think, though, you shouldn't count. You need to make sure there's time without your kids because when you're with your kids, you're in a different mindset. No question. I'm managing them. You're managing them. <laughs> Why is he not managing them? Why is she not sure. managing them? And so you think differently. And when you're with someone else, another couple, or by yourself, it's, it's just a different deal. No, I totally agree with that. And I think intentionality is one of the core pillars in our business. And I think it's so important with her. Like, for instance, we're going to Florida this weekend for 3v3 National Championship. Soccer. So Carly's team, the 10-year-old, they won it last year. Okay. Uh, we'll see if they can repeat this year. And... Peyton is playing the 12 year old it's there's going to be kids there but I'm also going to make sure that like she has a really good time this weekend at times so just being intentional with the small things you know again it's seasons in life some seasons are busier than other at work some are busier than other sure. at home um, but the intentionality on the small things I think can make up for a lack of other things at times yeah. um, because I genuinely care how her day was today and I want to know that um, would I love to have dinner with her tonight? I would but two of the kids have practice and I have a dinner that I got to be at so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well we struggle with it this year we struggle with it this year too because I helped Tegan's the OTM basketball team back in January January through March so is it a bunch of like Guys that are football players that no, because no, that's what you. No, I, I guarantee you, you can rebound and play really good defense. I, I am you? the best <laughs> get back coach and effort coach out there. I will challenge five fouls very quickly. Yeah, I guarantee. I'm the bet, but like from a coaching standpoint, the guy asked me, "Is like, hey, you want to coach again this year?" I was like, "Listen." You gotta get somebody that knows X's and O's yeah. strategy. I said, I don't know that. I understand basketball. I understand all that. But I will be the best effort coach sure. and the best get back coach. The things we can control. The things we but I don't other stuff, I don't know anything yeah. about it. So so talk like I had to do a lot of that. She Jonna and Jackie organized a club volleyball team. Mm-hmm. This is the second year we're doing that this year. So she's had to do more. We just it was just it was a full season. Now we probably dated. Ooh, this sounds horrible. Probably ten or fifteen times this year, as opposed to forty-two last year. It's tough. Uh, I got a little time left, uh, but we always take our you know yearly trip. We got back from that this past week, and uh, that's always good. Um, what is your what is Courtney's love language? 
I think words of affirmation for sure. Okay. Um, That's number five for my wife. Go ahead. I would, I would like to say physical touch is. Yeah. <laughs> Most time it's not. At times though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she's not a big presence person, but I, I would say uh, words of affirmation is probably her biggest. And then um, I'm a... What's what's the one service? Uh, acts of service. Acts of service. Um, I think that's probably one for her. And one of my favorite things about Courtney, we went on a recruiting trip when I was at Delta State, me and the, one of the other assistants. And his wife was complaining about him having to go. Actually, I got a better one than that. We're at the SWAC tournament. In Dallas, Texas. Okay. Courtney's pregnant with Carly. Okay. She's in labor. Oh. Goes into labor. Coach's wife comes up to me at halftime, second round of the tournament. Hey, uh, just got a call from Courtney. She's in labor. Jeremy, who's the AD at Delta State, his wife came over and got Peyton. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to stop it, so the baby will be coming soon. And she said, but you can call her after the game. She said, just hit her after the game. And I was like, well, why would you tell me that at halftime? Yeah. <laughs> Rather not know that, yeah. but touche. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm thinking about Courtney and the baby the whole second half. We win. That was great. Caller, they've scheduled it at like 5 or 6 the next morning. There's no flights out of Dallas. I can't drive in time. I'd have to go find a rental car. Rental car places are closed. Um, my scout Saturday, probably my scout Sunday, I call her and she's like, just stay there and get a ring. And I think that in her mind, which is ultimately the truth, which I think a lot of spouses don't recognize, and notice that I didn't say wives don't recognize, yeah. even though the case is a lot of the time wives. Sure. But there's also husbands that don't recognize these things in this situation. That was an act of service yeah. for me to stay and win that championship. Because of that, we got the Moorhead State job. Mm. And my service is providing a lifestyle sure. of protection. And I, I think that she recognized that in a way that a lot of spouses don't. And I recognize the fact that she does yeah. the kids' laundry. All the time. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I told the kids the other day, I said, guys, if you told your mom that you love her today, I said, Could, you guys are lucky, blessed. Because if it wasn't for her, there'd be times when I'd forget to feed you guys. Yeah. No food at the house. Uh, I don't know what, I yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So I think that she recognizes those acts of service. It's not mowing the lawn for me. Right. Got somebody to do that. But it is working hard when I'm at work. Absolutely. It is building relationships. It's, you know, so I, I think that that would be hers. And then words of affirmation are big for her. And physical touch at times. <laughs> words of affirmation is probably the lowest on Jackie's. She is um, quality time and gifts. Yeah, she big quality time gifts the lowest for Courtney. Yeah, she's quality time and gifts, which the two those are the two things that I struggle with the most. Yeah, like because I'm not a gift receipt. Like I, if you bought me something, like oh man, that's awesome. But I'm yeah. not just like over the moon. I buy my own you know? gifts. At this yeah, point. that's what I and that's what I tell people like <laughs> if I find something I like, I'll go buy it. So um, I transition, not telegraph, not family. What are you working on right now? Any like what are you like studying? Like super interested in right now? Like this um, taking up time outside of your job and your family. Yeah, I've got a couple couple side hustles that I'm willing into fruition. Um, 
I've picked up I've started to enjoy reading mm. um, I think that I used to make myself Sure uh, But I'm in um, Atomic Habits right now It's great And super fascinated by that mm. uh, I've listened to the audio book And now I'm going through the book book And then I also have the workbook That I'm going through at the end of every chapter um, But that that's really I'm, I'm enjoying digging in on that. Yeah. Um, and then I have a couple of things that I'm working on on the side that we'll see how they uh, materialize. But really, trying to be present for the kids, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I mean, in six years, my oldest is going to be gone. gone. And, and, and these six years aren't the same as the first six years. No. Uh, so, a lot of my energy is spent, you know, even if it's taking her outside to get a workout in, you know, whatever Being it is. With them. And, and, you know, with three that close in age, it can be overwhelming when they're together. But they're so cool when you get them by themselves. Like, like it's you got it, but you got to get them by themselves at some point, BJ. Like, I know, I know, you, yeah, you got, sure. I mean, I know, I know you're saying you are because there's always one that. Yeah overwhelms the other two man I, yeah, I got one that yeah very so overwhelming like being able to spend extremely focused time with georgia is important sure same with jonna sure. obviously the same with tegan because he's the only boy but those are it's super critical yeah i know and and it ain't it's not it's forced to be able to get them by themselves mm-hmm. you, but that's fine. but it but it's not forced to actually i like hanging out with them yeah Oh, me too. Dude, my 12-year-old is super cool. My other ones are cool, too. She's just at the the age where we can have intelligent conversations. She's thinking about things differently. She's funny. All of them are funny. But, like, when I sit down, I could legit chill with her. Doing, I bring her anywhere with me. That's she's like my, and, yeah. and the same with the middle one and the youngest one. You know, they're different ages, so there's different attention spans and different things you talk about. Do, sure, but yeah, yeah, the one-on-one time is is important, and I, you know, I think that this season of life is we're trying to build something special with Telegraph, mm-hmm. trying to build something special with the family. Um, so a lot, a lot of the energy is going into that right now. Yeah, that's good for what sure. Else? Um, what are you reading right now? I'm studying a lot of like IBC stuff, which is infinite banking concept. Sounds great. It's just another way to grow wealth that's really, really counterintuitive to a lot, what a lot of people think. Um, I've spent a ton of time researching that. Infinite? Infinite banking. So, it, so it's being your own banker. Okay. So if I have a want to go need to go buy a car or whatever, I borrow the money for myself and pay it back as opposed to um, using a bank. Yeah, it's a it is a strategy for pretty pretty high like super wealthy people mm-hmm. use it have been using it for years, and so it's not like something that's super popular. So like I would say one percent of one percent of the people in America do it sure so I've been studying that a lot lately um, I just got finished reading a book called Unreasonable Hospitality which was absolutely wonderful I learned so much from it obviously I'm in hospitality so sure. um, but the IBC stuff I'm really digging on right now and then I've always got something to read you need to read Wealthy Gardener Wealthy Gardener yep. 
I'll trust you. I'm it's on it. wonderful. It's I'm on parable. It. It's a parable story where the guy parable real life parable real life. It's phenomenal. Yeah, four hundred pages. Best book I've read in the last eight years. The Wealthy Gardener. Wealthy Gardener. And on that. It is wonderful. Do I got to read it or listen to it? Because there's, there's some books that are good listens. I mean, I didn't listen to it. I read it. But yeah. I read it, underlined a ton of stuff, and then re-went back through and read all the underlined stuff. That's how good it was. It's mm. 400 pages. I'm it's wonderful. It. I'm on it. So. I'm on it. Anything else? What, did you, what else you got? Talk about this amazing building right here. Whew. Yeah. This is about as good as it gets anywhere, right? So, so the funny thing is, Matt Miner, you know Matt. Yeah. Um, Matt was at the open house, and he said when people walked in the door, they were shocked at how awesome Highlands College is. Just, yeah. I mean, the floor, the walls, the everything, everything, everything here is unbelievable. Because every all twenty x whatever campuses they have, they all look the same. Sure, they're nice buildings, but they're all the same as by design as by, by design but this place is just next level and what they do here i mean you know you know mark real well uh mark pettis the president he's done a phenomenal job at creating a space where kids that are super focused on being in ministry can come and learn at the highest level yeah it's like i mean this sounds really silly it's like if you're a football player going to alabama Mm-hmm. If you're a football player, your goal most of the time is to go to the NFL if, and to be the best you can ever be. If you want to be in ministry and you have that just deep desire, and it could be worship, it could be creative, it could be pastoring, come to here. And, and Mark's done a great, and his staff have done a great job at like figuring out how to make this place a breeding ground for the best in ministry anywhere yeah. and so it's just super blessing just to be here i mean podcast studio the building the, the food hall yeah. all those things so yeah this is this is awesome man yeah. uh it's it, it's it's special it is it really is a special place between mark and pastor chris and it's it, they've done a wonderful job so yeah but. speaking of you and mark just had a adventure huh we did we did we trained and went to and hiked the grand canyon mm. rim to rim uh, 22 miles. It was great. It was hard. What's, it, what's the elevation on that? Uh, 7,000 feet to 2,400 feet to 8,200 feet. And that took how long? Eight hours and 42 minutes. Wow. Moving pace, average moving pace of 19 and a half minutes, which is about what I thought. Um, went from start at 25 degrees in the morning, got to about 82, oh. and then dropped down to about 50. Let See me what? ask you. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Somebody says, for a million dollars, yeah, you by yourself can get from one side to the other. What's the number where you're like, ah, I think I could, but six hours? Okay. You so, by yourself. So great, great, great thought. Um, do you know Dusty Davis? Don't. Dusty. The quick backstory. Dusty was. Uh, involved in ministry when I was in college. He was my FCA, Athletes in Action Guy at UAB. Incredibly important person in my life. Uh, Dusty's 59, and he looks like he's about 32. Mm-hmm. He's shredded. Uh, he did it in six hours by himself. <sighs> could I do that? I could, I could do it. I could probably do it in, in uh, I could probably do it in six hours. But it 530? Would, no. For a million? 
I, you, give, <laughs> you give me you give me a year to train yeah and i could do it but like the hard part is this we are in alabama the highest point yeah, in Al- the highest down, point in alabama is like 2200 feet the bottom of the grand canyon is 2400 feet yeah put that into perspective so i'd have to go and travel it to train sure so it was wonderful though you, you know one thing that you just mentioned that brought something to my mind when i was talking about my goal for the 5k yeah i was I had to go running a 5k every saturday yeah getting slower mm. and it was harder now there's some elevation in the neighborhood so but i'm like do it in 27 minutes in 28 minutes bad day 30 minutes and i'm like Mm. Two and a half months in, I'm not getting any better. Wow. And I called one of my boys. Yeah. Ran track in college. His name's Brian McCarthy. Uh, Birmingham Orthodontics. One of our clients. Really good friend. I said, hey, man, what's the deal here? What do I need to do? And he goes, dude, you don't get faster by running the same speed. So I said, well, wh- tell me what to do. He said, you got to do it twice a week. And I said, okay. And he said, one day long and slow just run what your body lets you run could be 10 minutes could be 9 could be 9 30 could be 10 30 one day run intervals and get your body used to running faster and that bit of information changed everything yeah i would not have hit my goal if it wasn't for him a five minute phone call five minute phone call and then i thought why didn't i call him three months ago and really he's such a good friend uh, probably July, there was a Mike Sly fundraiser yeah. that I went to do their run. And he came out to pace me to see if I could break it. And I died in the last 800-ish. Mm. So I didn't get it that day, but I still PR'd. Right. But I was, fu- I was frustrated, furious. Um, but, like, he's such a good friend. He didn't just say, I'll give you the information on it. Let me come help. I'm going to come pace you. I'm, Man, and, that's and, awesome. and that's, I think that that's, when you switch industries and you're trying to be successful, I mentioned earlier, I don't know everything. I don't have to know everything, but I know how to find out. I know how to problem solve. And that's- Finding the people, Coach Bowden said it years ago, and Chuck always talked about it. You never want to hire, you never want to be the, when you're hiring, you never want to be the smartest guy in the ring. Sure. In that particular area. Sure. Go hire a quarterback coach that knows more about quarterbacks. No question. Go hire a whatever that knows more about, it's huge. In fact, let, Jumping back to college athletics, these programs at a high level, you if I had to choose between a good ball coach and a good CEO, I may say good CEO mm-hmm. because you can get a good quarterback coach, you can get a good wide receivers coach. We got to learn how to organize this thing. this organization and um you know, it's it, my guy runs. I'm going to ask him how do I run faster because I want to run faster. Well, they've got the 10,000 hours. Sure. Invested in that thing. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's you're right. It's it's huge to make sure you are getting good information from whoever. Yeah. You I mean, anybody that's listening, I would say, call somebody and ask. Yeah. What What are you trying to figure out? What's your goals right now? Call somebody and ask. Yep. Absolutely. Take 10 minutes and call somebody. It don't take it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, good. Hey, I appreciate it. I'll do Thank this. You. I'll do this every Good day. Good information. Here, um, 
Where can people find either you or, or Telegraph if they want to get in touch? Yeah, with Telegraph the Creative. We're on Instagram, uh, Google website. Uh, we're on all that. I'll, I'll you put a link on yeah. for my personal stuff sure. when you put it out. All right, perfect. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. No, I'm glad glad to be here, man.